Imagine ordering a coffee and slipping into a daydream. Are you also hearing Jennifer Garner ask, What's in your wallet? Well, what's in your wallet is very important. And as for all that credit card rewards talk, she might be onto something. Most people should be able to save at least a few hundred dollars every year just by using the right credit cards. If you travel as much as Peyton Manning, extra night in San Diego, morning, or are a diehard Swifty trying to save on those expensive concert tickets, as these commercials will tell you, there's a card for everyone. And those cards will save you money. Well, that is, if you have the funds to make the rewards worthwhile. They could be really useful or they could be dangerous. I think the biggest tip is to know yourself. Love them or hate them, those plastic or metal cards that can instantly purchase anything from a coffee to a car are no stranger to consumers. More than 80% of Americans own at least one credit card. Every time you pay for something with a credit card, you're borrowing money from the card issuer to cover your purchase. While it might feel like it, it's certainly not free. You then have to pay that money back either in full at the end of the month or over time with interest. The average credit card charges about 20% interest these days, um, so it is a very profitable business. So first things first, if you're not in a place where you can pay that money back by the time it's due, experts don't recommend you have a credit card at all. Paying 20% interest on a balance that you've accumulated and then you pay interest on top of that, I mean, that's a really big hole that you're continuing to dig and it's gonna be really hard to get out of if you don't pay your credit card balance. Credit cards require approval. Once you're approved, the bank authorizes a credit limit or the maximum amount of money you can borrow. That depends on factors such as your income, your other debts, and how much available credit you have on other cards. But here's the caveat. Whether or not you're approved depends on your credit score. Meanwhile, your credit score is determined by your credit report, the information related to your credit activity, activity you might not have if you don't have a credit card. It's a catch-22. How do you build your credit history? Well, the simplest thing is really to get a credit card, use your credit card, and pay it on time. Credit scores generally range from 300 to 850. The higher the credit score, the more responsible you're deemed. Credit scores not only affect whether or not you get approved for credit cards, but also your credit limit and your interest rate on loans, mortgages, and the terms lenders may assign you. Insurance providers, landlords, and employers might also want to do a check to determine your trustworthiness. If your goals are to buy a house, get a car, get a loan, the first thing that you need to do in order to build your credit history is to get that credit card going. Those Jennifer Gardner commercials are for Capital One, but there are numerous companies in the US that offer a wide range of credit cards. There's the issuers, American Express, Discover, Bank of America, Citi, Wells Fargo, and then there are the networks. They facilitate transactions between the merchants and the card issuers. The four major card networks are Visa, MasterCard, American Express, and Discover. Two of the world's largest card networks, American Express and Discover, are also card issuers. There are standard credit cards, rewards cards, balance transfer, charge, student, business, secured, limited purpose, prepaid cards, and the list goes on. Different options that may or may not be right for you depending on your personal circumstances. Standard credit cards are the most traditional type. They have an annual percentage rate or APR, sign-up bonuses, annual fees, late payment fees, balance transfer fees, foreign transaction fees, and the most exciting, rewards. 
there's actually a whole industry dedicated to maximizing credit card points and miles. Some people love it, and they love going down that rabbit hole and treating it like a game. Bankrate.com senior analyst Ted Rossman earned more than $1,700 in rewards in 2022. But getting the most out of your credit cards depends on your spending habits. Which perks would save you the most money? So how do you choose? If your family spends a lot on groceries, get a card that gives 5 or 6% cash back on groceries. Like That's a really nice inflation buster right there. Maybe consider a second card that's just a solid flat rate, something like 2% cash back on everything. Most people should be able to get at least two, three, four hundred $400 a year just by using the right cards. Rossman says the rewards that get the most attention are often travel related. Flights, hotels, rental cars, access to airport lounges, free or discounted TSA pre-check, priority passes, global entry, or clear to get you through those long airport lines. I think a really good strategy for a lot of people is one of those transferable points cards, something like Chase Sapphire Reserve or Amex Platinum. Being able to transfer to different airlines and hotels opens up a lot of options. The sort of next level tip is within that, if you find partners of partners, like United's part of the Star Alliance and American is part of One World. Then there's rewards for dining, groceries, gas, and also complimentary memberships and subscriptions. Big perks for many are extended warranty and purchase protection. A couple years ago, I actually saved $300 on an Apple Watch repair. The credit card covered the replacement. But according to Bankrate, American's favorite credit card reward is cash back. I think especially now with high inflation, I mean, who couldn't use more cash, right? Whereas redeeming for merchandise will likely not get you the most bang for your buck. Other rewards include sign-up bonuses, fraud protection, and having the ability to invest your money and take advantage of interest rates. Another thing to consider is how much work you're willing to do. Are you that person who's going to tape notes onto your cards to remind yourself which should be used for different types of purchases? I know some people that have 30 or more credit cards and they have really good credit and they get really good perks and they're constantly flying first class for free. Now that's not for everybody, of course. The average American has about four credit cards. But even with four cards, sometimes there can be a game element to this. Having multiple cards and playing that rewards game can get you some substantial sign-up bonuses. Like the Capital One Venture rewards credit cards 75,000 miles, or Inc. Business Unlimited's $900 in cash back. If you are playing this rewards game, which a lot of people like to do because they like that upfront bonus, you're getting a new credit card and then you close it out, you're losing that credit history. So my recommendation is not to do that. Only use a credit card if you can use it responsibly. American credit card balances reached $986 billion in the last three months of 2022. The big fork in the road is whether or not you carry a balance. If you pay your credit cards in full every month, then yeah, I think you should use your credit card for everything because rewards are great. They can really add up over time. Even though it's simple math, a 2022 survey found that among credit card holders who carry a balance, cashback was more than four times as popular as a low interest rate. Meanwhile, a large share of those who owe debt, 40%, don't even know the interest rate for the primary card on which they owe money. One of the biggest things that we see about 
the spending of credit cards and those that are using it incorrectly are those that are either from lower income households, those that are uneducated in this because no one is talking to them about money. A recent Bankrate survey found that 30% of those without a high school degree didn't redeem their rewards, compared to 16% with a four-year degree. And the lower an American's income, the more likely they were to let those rewards sit as well. More than 30% of those with annual household incomes below $50,000 left value on the table, compared to about 20% of those with incomes between $50,000 and nearly $80,000, and just more than 10% with incomes of $100,000 or more. Sage Mint Wealth managing partner Ann Tran says culture plays a big part in how people spend. I grew up in an immigrant family. I wasn't taught about personal finance. You just make as much money as you can and get yourself out and build wealth for yourself. Tran recommends having two credit cards and three if you're a business owner. One for primary expenses, a second as a backup, and a third to keep business expenses separate. She says there should also be thought going into your credit card limit and your spending ratio. Let's say you have one credit card and you've got a $10,000 limit on there and you spent all the way up to 9,000. That actually will lower your credit score because your credit to debt ratio is not good because you've used up most of your credit. So the rule of thumb is I would say, try to stick around 30% and using what your credit availability is. And so that's why having a second card will give you a little bit of leeway in giving you more credit to spend for those with credit card debt, while experts don't recommend you open multiple credit cards and try to maximize your rewards, that doesn't mean you shouldn't work on ways to build your credit so that you can get to that place. If you have credit card debt, no shame, a lot of people do, about half of cardholders, but you need to put your interest rate first. So maybe seek out a 0% balance transfer card or stick to the lowest rate card you can find or, or just use cash or debit until you're debt free. There are a lot of cashback rewards cards that do not have annual fees that will give you 1% back on all your purchases. And that is probably the most simple. Now, let's say you get to a place where you've got some plastic in hand and you're feeling good about those rewards. The work doesn't end there. She says you should continue to reevaluate your debt and credit cards at least once a month tracking your finances, whether it's on an Excel spreadsheet or using an app like Mint.com, something that will track what all of your assets, all of your debt and liabilities are so that you know where everything is. And if you're racking up those points, use them. Almost a quarter of rewards credit card holders haven't redeemed any rewards in the past year. And that's an improvement from the 31% of those who didn't in the preceding 12 months. It doesn't get more valuable over time. In fact, a lot of times these programs change their rules in ways that the industry calls devaluations. Like basically it costs more points or miles to get the free flight or the free hotel stay. So use them sooner rather than later. And then cash back too, that can lose value to inflation. Most people are scared of money and you shouldn't be. If you know the facts and you understand how money works, it, it can be really empowering.